Word for the Week is a podcast of Canaan Community Church, dedicated to the balance of Scripture for the wholeness of life. Learn more at CanaanCommunity.org. Welcome, everybody. <laughs> I like my little, my new little theme song. Yeah, we were kind of grooving there. Yeah, we're grooving away. Welcome to Word for the Week, our new format for weekly discussion. Now, not only will it be on Facebook Live on Tuesdays, but we're podcasting it, and it'll be on Spotify and Anchor and iTunes. And by the way, Kathy and I are running away. <laughs> it's true. We're running away for October, so we'll resume Tuesday's Word for the Week at its normal time slot, 7 p.m. on Tuesdays yeah. in November. That's right. And the easiest way to get to any of those platforms is from our webpage at canaancommunity.org, about halfway down the page. Yep. And once you're on there, then do a, you know, follow, and, and then you can go native from your Spotify or your iTunes or whatever you're using. Right. Um, so that's how it's going. But before, before we get into serious discussion on mm-hmm. Word for the Week... Uh, what we'd like to do is highlight one of the songs from Sunday. Mm-hmm. And uh, Kathy, you want to say anything about what we what we got cooking? Um, well, we we kind of we hadn't done this um, music for a while, and um, take my life, I am yours, and and that's not even the song. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's depending. On, it didn't work. You were supposed to say uh, take my life, and I was going to say you know yeah, but what's the song? Mm. Anyway, it's a great song about, you know, just giving our all to, to God and um, and in true humility. As yeah, we will. yeah, which will take us into, into the uh, topic for the day. Mm-hmm. So here it goes, uh, Take My Life I am yours. slash I Am Yours. Uh, wonderful piece of music. Yeah. 
song it's uh as far as it goes we keep uh trying to freshen them up a little bit and i guess learning that uh <laughs> my years are getting older too aren't they <laughs> uh but anyway let's move on that was some nice music but let's move on to our topic which is not so much redefining but rediscovering god's concept of humility Right, and uh, that's exactly what we're talking about. It's interesting. We finished a, a com an expository. Uh, I can't say comprehensive because it didn't cover everything, but it went through every chapter of John. Mm -hmm. So we finished John the week before. We went into Philippians this week. So the end of John, first part of Philippians, and they both carried the theme unexpectedly, but mm -hmm. they both carried this this theme of God's idea of humility uh, into um, um, giving us his perspective. And, and it brought in layers, uh, actually three, to, to be honest, that um, I don't know if I saw quite as clearly as I did after looking at these verses. Hmm. And so what, what are those layers or aspects of humility that you discovered? Okay, as far as they go, and aspects, of course, being a good term too, it's another angle of the same thing. Mm -hmm. uh, 
the three of them would be this one. Real humility is not weakness or meekness, uh, but power of gentle courage. Mm. Two would be the essence of humility is to be connected to reality. Humility is to be connected to reality as it pertains to oneself. Mm -hmm. Three is real humility doesn't mean that you must be less significant than others. And that'll take some explaining. Hmm. Well, let's take a look at the first one. Real humility. It's not weakness or meekness, but the power of gentle courage. I like that. Power of gentle courage. The power of gentle courage. Mm. Uh, and I couldn't uh, say some of these things better than the Apostle Paul did. So in one of his letters, Galatians, would you mind uh, giving that a little read? Sure. Galatians 6.1. Brothers and sisters, if someone is caught in a sin, you who live by the Spirit should restore that person gently. But watch yourselves, or you may also be tempted. I always found this a curious verse because here's this person, if they're walking in the spirit, they mm -hmm. should be pretty solid. Mm. They know enough that they're actually obligated, not just going out new, but obligated mm -hmm. uh, in their walk to correct someone else. And yet there's this damp this um, uh, danger of temptation mm. mentioned here. Mm -hmm. So the question is, what do you think they'd be tempted from? Well, it's a lot of things, really. I mean, first, <clears throat> oh, I can never do such a thing. Or maybe they'd be tempted to be arrogant. Hmm. Or the big one that comes to my mind is being judgmental. Right, yeah. right. As you're, yeah, could be, could be in that way. So there are some other things I think we could be tempted in, almost on the flip side of the things you mentioned. One is we might be tempted to skirt the real issue, yeah. that which is so easy to do. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you might be tempted to compromise, which is kind of a variation of that. Tempted to avoid it altogether mm. and turn a blind eye. Who wants to? to, to nobody confront. likes to. Yeah, no. nobody likes confrontation. No, uh, most of us are averse to that. Mm. Or even on the other end of that spectrum, we might be tempted to just blow up at the person. Probably it takes less courage to lose control with someone than to become and controlled. When the risk of confrontation exists, it takes serious self-control to remain gentle. You have to be a Vulcan. To be a Vulcan. Yeah. Oh, oh, we're talking Vulcans. Well, then I guess I, I've got to show this on the <laughs> podcast. We don't have pictures, but there's me showing my, my Vulcan cup. Live long and prosper cup. <laughs> uh, but you're right. As far as that goes, like just talking about the blowing up of people, uh, just think of road rage. Yes, I mean, people yes. are willing to confront over the silliest things, but it because it's so much easier once if you just lose control, you know, not caring, but to actually stay in control of oneself and to speak with a, a gentleness, mm -hmm. that level of self-control, um, it's courage and discipline, you know, as yeah. we look at it. Yeah. So the question would be, Next B, then, uh, unless you're a Vulcan and you learn all the <laughs> meditation techniques, right. for us humans, um, where do we get that courage? Where does it come from? Um, well, let's have you give us part of the answer by you quoting Philippians. Paul. Yeah, Philippians. One five. five. Yeah. Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, 
who, although he was in the form of God, didn't count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant. Yep, and that emptying oneself, you know it's a big deal when we have in theology some type of a special term, and that's the Greek term in their kenosis, the kenosis of Christ, the emptying of himself. But how that works with human humility would be this way, is humility is the power to set yourself aside. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, get out of your own way in what you're doing. You're in a a, um, conversation it's a hard one. Maybe it's correcting someone or pointing out something you really don't want to point out, but for the benefit of the person. Mm-hmm. But in that conversation is remembering, even if they come back and say something, not taking it personally. It's not about right. you. Right. It's about them mm-hmm. and their welfare. And then secondly, from the Christian standpoint, if God lays something on our heart and we're supposed to tell somebody we're maybe the messenger, but it's not our message. Right. So right. humility takes you out of your own way, and it takes you out of God's way. So you don't say something that blows it up. And I can right. I can speak on that one from experience, <laughs> you know. And we see see that in the Bible all over the place, don't we? When you think of Moses before Pharaoh or mm-hmm. Isaiah, Jesus mm-hmm. or John, as he writes Re- Revelation, mm-hmm. the messenger disappears behind the message. That's true humility. That's true humility. And, and you know, uh, good pastors, good preachers learn that, I think, is that as at the end of a message, hmm. if somebody says, I, I liked it when you said or what you did was hmm. said was very, then you know you failed at your task. It's, um, you know, it becomes a disappointment. If somebody's going out and said, the Lord really spoke to me through that and you disappear, you know, that that level of humility needs to permeate the message as well. Of course, in all fairness, when people say that kind of thing, you know, they're meaning, meaning well that, you know, it might, it might very well have spoken to them, but they Mm kind of just, well, it is trying to give an encouragement maybe that, Oh, there's all kinds of things, of course. But, um, the, the, point when you know you've you've really done the task you're there right. to do is is when people forget it was even you right uh, I think maybe the best thing that could ever happen to me would uh, as far as a message would be if somebody came back and said you know somewhere someone said you know da 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 and I believe that's you know from the Lord type of thing and mm-hmm. it's like then you know you did it but humility is that way that's the way it right. works Okay, let's move on to number two. Okay. The essence of humility is to be connected to reality as it pertains to oneself. Yeah, I mean, we usually don't think of this. Humility equals reality or mm. or humility equals connection to reality mm. as it pertains to oneself. In other words, it's knowing exactly who you are, mm-hmm. not thinking no more, more of yourself or less, or less of yourself. Right. Because we know that the truth of it is everyone has assets. And uh, we could speak in secular terms about having, you know, gifts of, or experience or talent, especially when you talk about from the Christian standpoint, yes. people are gifted. That's Paul's whole paradigm on the uh, uh, the charismata, the idea of the gifts that you're given. Mm-hmm. And chances are that you, um, you are gifted in certain ways beyond uh, most other people. 
Um, you may have more experience than most people, uh, or you may be naturally better at certain things than most people, or, or. <laughs> you may be less. <laughs> right. uh, you may be worse at things. You know, chances are it's going to be a combination of the true, the right. two. But that is the reality of it. Is is this is where I stand and in, right. in, in where I am, and so and if you have that self-awareness of, you know, this is where I really stand in, in certain areas, as many as possible, you're going to be in a solid footing. You're not, you're not starting from some delusion. You're starting from knowing exactly where you are. Right. And then humility will take that self-appraisal, that self-awareness, and then put it into the greater context of uh, you want to say the universe, <laughs> at least in life with other people, in your faith, it'll put what you've got into context. And by context, it take I, I take it you mean the, the individual in relation to the bigger picture. To the bigger like, picture, exactly. As a, uh, there is a, the world is bigger than you. <laughs> Maybe that uh, sounds way simple. Way bigger than me. <laughs> but, um, you know, and that, that, is the opposite of entitlement, isn't mm -hmm. it? Is an entitle oh, yeah. Entitlement says, I'm entitled to all kinds of things. Humility says, no, this is who you really are, and this is how big uh, reality really is, and, and you're not as entitled to as much as you think. Mm -hmm. And uh, Paul sums up that whole bigger picture quite well, obviously. That's why he's in the Bible, and we <laughs> read him. But would you mind reading 1 Corinthians 1 for us? Sure. 1 Corinthians 1, 26 and 27. For consider your calling, brothers. Not many, are you, many of you were wise according to worldly standards. Not many were powerful. Not many were of noble birth. But God chose what is foolish in the world to shame the wise. What is foolish in the world to shame the wise. God chose what's weak in the world to shame the strong. Scripture speaks of us in two ways, doesn't it? If you look at it, there's the low state of every human being. Mm -hmm. um, scripture says we've all come in the world dead in sin. Mm -hmm. de we're spiritually dead. Mm -hmm. That's pretty humbling. Mm -hmm. uh, there's uh, effectively the essence of everything good is dormant. It's not there. On the other hand, Scripture speaks of God calling us. And saying that one day, do you not know, he speaks to Christians, that you'll be so high, you'll even be judging angels. I mean, that's mm. pretty yeah. high calling. <laughs> yeah. So, and that is humbling. Yeah. So, you know, the, the high and the low is humbling. And the truth is, most of us are somewhere in, the, in there in our journey, somewhere mm -hmm. in the middle between those two points of our journey. That's right. Now, the third aspect you mentioned is a bit of a toughie. What do you mean by real humility doesn't mean you must be less significant than others? Well, before we answer, let's muddy the waters even more. Because this is a tricky passage, I think, anyway, in Philippians chapter 2, verse 3. Mm -hmm. uh, would you give that a read for me? Sure. Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. Let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. Okay, now that's uh, 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 tricky in, in its way. And here's the question. If others are more significant, now I'm going to go back to our Vulcan friends who are extremely <laughs> logical. Um, 
then it would seem logical that means you must see yourself as less significant. Hmm. And people do. That's how humility will be. I will see myself less significant. I would say there's a problem and a conflict with that in Scripture. The problem being, if you are less significant, then what does that mean? Are you less significant to God? Are you less significant as a human being? Are you less gifted than other people? Um, are you worth less in the, the, the cosmic scheme of things? Well, that doesn't match up very well. <coughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> Allergies are just great today. That doesn't match up very well with other parts of Scripture. You know, we're not supposed to think of ourselves as nothing at all. I mean, <laughs> if Christ died for us, we must be worth a lot. Right. Well, so <laughs> what does it mean then? Well, the secret of this um, and the proposal is it doesn't mean less significant in any of those ways. The secret might lie in something Paul talks about in the paradigm of the church, again, in 1 Corinthians. So I'm just going to ask you to read those verses. 1 Corinthians 12, 4 through 7. Now there are a variety of gifts, but the same Spirit. And there are a variety of service, but the same Lord. And there's varieties of activities, but it is the same God who empowers them all in everyone. To each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. Okay, besides a certain sense of equality in there, there's really two giant concepts that uh, Paul's stressing to the church in Corinth there. Mm -hmm. Number one, everyone who's in a living relationship, and we have to qualify it that way. We're talking right. about in a living relationship with Christ. This would all be foolishness to the world. <laughs> to the world. Yeah. Everyone in a living relationship with Christ is gifted in some way. Mm -hmm. There is no one who is not gifted. Mm -hmm. Two, the gift that they receive or gifts are not for them. They are for others. Mm -hmm. They are for the living community of the saints. Mm -hmm. So, one, uh, everyone has a gift. Two, that gift is not for you, basically. Yeah. And what that means is your gift, if my gift is for you and everyone else, to have a gift just for myself and hold it to myself, uh, it has no significance. It's kind of, remember that old thing says, somebody sits down for a really fine meal and they say, but it means nothing if I can't share it with someone else. Right. It's kind of like that. If you're gifted to help other people <laughs> and there's no one around to help, <laughs> your gift doesn't mean much. Or if your gift is preaching and man, you can just really express the truth, but there's no one there to hear it. Mm -hmm. It's insignificant. So the significant uh, part of your gifting lies with others. They are more significant in the way that if they're not there, your gift isn't even significant. So mm -hmm. our significance lies in the opportunity of others. Mm -hmm. And so they are more significant. They make us more So make sure you share this podcast. Others. Yeah. Others. Yeah. Well, there you go. There's a way to be significant. <laughs> so... To put all this together, humility is a power, not a weakness. Mm -hmm. Humility is to be connected to reality. That's a big one. Hum humility doesn't downplay our gifts, but puts them in true context of life. Mm -hmm. It's then safe to say, I guess, that there's really no spiritual life without true humility. Right. As a matter of fact, 
when you think of it, even Jesus Christ, as is written in the kenosis, the emptying of even Jesus Christ couldn't do what he came to do without humility. It wouldn't have been possible. Mm-hmm. We look at Peter up through the second chapter of Acts. Peter could not have been transformed without humility. So humility mm-hmm. is important. John Philippians are both hitting on it. Uh, very much so mm-hmm. humility in this powerful the the power of gentleness as we as we said in the beginning mm-hmm. that's where we really went with this um this webcast today this podcast depending how you're listening and you can listen to them wherever you like whether you're driving or you're out walking or chasing your dog chasing, <laughs> chasing your neighbor your <laughs> whatever you might be or doing any other cool unless your neighbor is your wife <laughs> or, or husband yeah. well it depends why you're chasing them. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, yeah, so you've got, we've got them out there uh, in podcast and in uh, live streaming form. Mm-hmm. Anything else? Um, you can watch the service in its entirety at canaancommunity.org. So. Yeah, well, there's a big thing to point out. That's one mm-hmm. big difference. The services have gone up in real time now. Uh, our illustrious, highly expert uh, technician. Gifted gifted technician Clint has our uh, our live streaming of the service coming up uh, in real time on, on Sunday, Sunday mornings, mornings yeah. so it's not going to be the post-produced thing that we had been doing but you can still watch it yeah it's there and it's on YouTube as well you can see the full thing on, on both just as, as always even quicker now because mm-hmm. when they're on so we've taken our energies and we've placed them into uh, trying to do an extension uh, in discussion. Getting a little deeper into a couple of the uh, points. That, points, yeah. or, you know, or who knows? Maybe we'll be off chasing something else. But uh, And this then will go up in those venues and as a podcast as well to mm-hmm. give you a word for the week, some reflection in which you can uh, think about. So, so remember, we will not be here in back here until november oh oh we didn't tell people we were well, running away at the very beginning we did oh did we so say i'm just we're reminding away? them we're running away yes for october uh, yes for october yeah. so yeah. you'll see us again in november tuesday night 7 p.m and until then be blessed this is our discussion of word for this week right humility be mm-hmm. humble talk to you next time